You're listening to Futurish. Welcome to another episode of Futurish. It's number episode number 10. And uh, what the fuck? It's starting and beat. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. What's, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's good. Wrong. Hey, um, welcome. I'm Gerhard from Helsinki. And with my friend pa- Pete. Peter from Where Melbourne? is it again? Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. Oh, hey. <laughs> Wait, now that, now's the time to take that sip of drink. Exactly. <laughs> Wow, episode uh, number 10, Pete. Have you ever thought? We, we made it to double digits. Wow. I, I, it's crazy, right? To be honest, when we started this, I thought I would give this five episodes max. <laughs> Until we Wait, just, really? You never yeah. told me that. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> yeah, I, think we did it. I think we did a really good um, job. We made it to double digits. Um, we released near every week, um, with the exception when we went over, obviously, we were on holiday break. Um, we reached the one million listeners. Like, we like, did reach one, one million on episode number four. Now yep. we've reached um, one billion. Exactly. So that's pretty the next, good. Next is the trillion mark. It's going to be tough, though. I think we'll, we might be able to do that on episode eleven. It yeah, seems probably. to be growing quite quite dramatically. Um, yeah, I've, I've, but I've seen. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should announce now rather than at the end um, when episode eleven will come out. Oh yeah, definitely. So what what have, what have we decided, Pete? <laughs> me you. okay firstly Us. i'll i'll um say that you decided okay we we decided that since gerhard can't um do this all the time um <laughs> we decided yeah just give me the <laughs> no what we've decided is instead of every week releasing a futurist episode we're going to go down to monthly format so futurist is now a monthly podcast Woohoo! Woo-hoo. This is where all the sound effects, if we were actually were, you know, not lazy to edit this episode. <laughs> they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're fireworks, not explosions. Hold, hold, hold tight, <laughs> listeners. It's going to be a monthly podcast. It's ex- how exciting is that, huh? Wow. Super exciting. Come on, that's what you're going to say. And uh, so what, 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 what is the word you told me begin? That pot fade? <laughs> Yeah, everyone wants, when you get a chance while you're listening to this, search Google for P-O-D-F-A-D-E. It's a term on um, that's been defined um, for by this, I think it's by, I don't know who made it, but... I know, it's um, Urban Dictionary, so... Yeah, I mean, but it seems to be like a common sort of term in the podcasting industry, um, even if it's if it's in industry at all. Um, and we're totally pod fading. <laughs> I, I like the last sentence. Many podcasts deny the pod fade until it is too late. <laughs> yeah. See, we're deny. We're not denying it. We're admitting it. Like, we're admitting right, it when guys. it's when it's early. <laughs> we haven't faded yet, but we will eventually. It's exactly. guaranteed. But let's see how long it will be. So maybe we'll go down to from monthly to to every two months, and then every six months, and then a yearly podcast. <laughs> Future but, yearly um, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, Wonderful. I think I think yearly is fine. Yearly we can do. Definitely, definitely. It's but a realistic. We also did say yearly, uh, weekly we could do. Easy. Hey, it's a weekly one. Weekly one. Easy. 
Yeah, easy. And then, you know, it's tough. It is tough. And, I mean, everyone has to realize that I'm in Melbourne, he's in Helsinki, and it is a huge time difference between us. Exactly. So it's but no hey, longer seven hours. It's eight hours now. You know, exactly. And, hey, come on. We, we made it to 10 episodes, and we will continue, but just on the, you know, not weekly, basically. Exactly. So yeah. if you want to know and you want to know when we release the episode, please subscribe and you'll get a notification. How do you subscribe? Well, you know, Google it and you know, <laughs> Google <it>. Future <laughs> subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you can go to, we're on podcast.com as well now. I just got an email from them. So somehow oh, really? we got added. So okay, if you go to podcast.com and type in Futurish, you can subscribe via that as well. And it seems a little bit like some sometimes some episodes are doubled up, but it doesn't matter. You can double the amount of episodes then, so <laughs> it's all good, you know. But yes, yeah, supposedly it gets updated straight away, and yeah, awesome. Hey, so let's let's uh, start with our stories today. We have two stories today. We have two stories, um, because before we admitted to that we were pod fading, and um, <laughs> Gerhard just woke up as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he was going to bail on me today, um, and I said, no, it's okay, we can only do two. And so this, these topics, um, and also admittedly, um, we all both forgot to choose stories right until the moment that we just, um, you know, set this up today. So yeah. so again, we're just so well prepared. That's, exactly. And, we're such you know, a in professional the, podcast, unbelievable. Exactly. And a monthly one will allow us to talk about more, you know, maybe it'll be it's a okay. five-hour podcast. Yeah, sure. Let, for sure. But we just, oh, fuck. We don't have time. Let's put it 20 minutes monthly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minute monthly podcast. But we'll, we'll, um, yeah. So we got two, two stories today. The yeah. first one will be, will be told by Gerhard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I found, I read an interesting article on, on Quartz, uh, this week. Uh, it was about like the headlines called Americans are spending a fortune on finding happiness and mm-hmm. becoming less happy in the process. So, okay, interesting. very interesting article. And I think it's, um, especially when you look at the American market, which is very heavily based on consumerism, like American culture, mm. I would say, more than any other culture. Even though we all kind of have this uh, move towards this consumerism culture, America's like, I think, top of the notch, <laughs> to be honest. Right. Um, so, what they say, like, um, it's a guy, who, uh, a Brit living in the States, and um, he said... People in America spend more time, emotional energy, and money in the quest for contentment than any nation on earth. So the system, systematic packaging and selling of happiness is an industry estimated to be worth $10 billion. What? That's about the same size as Hollywood. So just about like everything about meditation, mindfulness, yoga classes, you know, all these kind of things. It's like a huge, huge market in the States. And so it's so, like things like yoga and meditation, right? Exactly. Yeah. So when he said that for some decade ago, meditation practiced anywhere outside of Tibet or, or somewhere else, um, you know, one really cared about it. And now investment right. bankers love it, basically what he says. And Americans spend billions a year on mindfulness products and yoga and enough money affected savvy marketeers have even designed a, a whole new category they're calling spiritual spending. <laughs> so in a okay. culture, in a culture that loves consumerism, Happiness has become the ultimate consumer product, according to the guy. <laughs> but um, on the same time, according to the World Health Organizations, Americans are far and away the most anxious people on the planet. With nearly a third of the people in this country likely to suffer from anxiety, 
disorder in the lifetime and depression. So what's going on? Like the thing is like the um, uh, series studies carried out by psychologists at the University of Berkeley showed that um, the more intensely people value and pursue happiness as a distinct goal, the more likely they are to display symptoms of unhappiness, anxiety, loneliness, and even depression. Okay. No, it's like it doesn't cause effect, uh, cause an effect, but there's like kind of a link. Um, so it's once the ones who are seeking happiness are actually in in the end becoming more anxious, anxious and unhappy and exactly. So the thing really, is like um, right? what it says basically, you know, like these people they have this something lacking, and they try mm. to again fill it up with some external product, an easy solution. I I go to yoga, yeah, I do yeah. I do meditation, and um, I'm happy. I should be happy. You know, that's what that's what the products are promising me mm. um but an interesting thing is like um the the deeper problem is the way what he says in his articles is the way in which americans are going about hunting down contentment and happiness so for right. example in some cultures especially those where happiness is defined as less as an individualistic thing uh and more than a collective thing and social orientated way the more actively people value and pursue happiness the happy they become so in the sense like what he says in the States, like all these yoga classes, uh, these uh, book readings of meditation or mindfulness is all done individually or in a group, but without interaction. Mm. And so instead of like, it's a very strong focus in individuality where it's not about like being together with friends and being social and interact with other people. Mm. So, so basically he says Americans spending less time with friends and neighbors than they're even where even 10 years ago, and there has been an explosion in the uptake of more solitary happiness pursuits. Um, right. So, I think, so that's the thing, the key problem is as well, you have one, the market that people are trying to, to see happiness as a consumerism market. It's like, you know, like it's an easy fix to your problem, but also the other thing, how they do it. It's very just about like alone, just the individual. So I get that. But I mean, if you think about it, so 10 years ago, people were a bit more happy and were going out and spending, socializing a bit more, right? So 10 years ago, social media wasn't really as popular. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, um, you know, obviously I haven't done a study, but, you know, I've got a theory on this and that most people use these sorts of tools and packages like yoga and, and um, meditation and things like that. As, as topics of discussion on social media to share with their online friends. Mm -hmm. You know, so people are, no, are not going and getting together as much because they're communicating through social media platforms and they're using self-help um, packages like this as a way to, um, to make them think that they're being happy yeah, to exactly. make others think that they're happy. But the difference is and where, you know, like for me, at least what I've found is that you can't buy happiness. You can't go to a, a, a yoga um, course and expect to just come out happy. Yoga is not about being happy. Yoga is about finding your inner self. It's only then will you can, you know, from inside, can you be happy? Exactly. And I think you I know? agree with you. Um, when I went outside with um, same meditation and I read also one book and I think um, what she said, like many people, because she, there was like a, same practitioner. She wrote this really amazing book and then the States, uh, when, and she said, it's always the same problem that people go there, start send meditation with the expectation that it just, it's a, a tool to fix everything. So they, they sit down, right. they expect that there's an immediate solution, like immediate outcome, you know, like they do it for the reward. But 
right. as soon as you start doing it something just for the reward then um the whole process just becomes useless in a sense yeah right yeah exactly i mean if you it's kind of like the the sort of um the carrot on the stick approach, right? You put yep. a carrot on a stick in front of a, was it a horse or something, a rabbit? I don't know. I can't remember the analogy. But, you know, it keeps it going. But once yep. there's no carrots, then it's not going to go, you know. So, but if you had, like, if you, you know, you're thinking of yoga as that carrot, um, you got to basically, or happiness as that carrot, you're not going to be able to catch it because um, it's always going to be in front of you. you got to find it within, you know. Within, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I love the idea of yoga, and I think yoga is a fantastic exercise. Not and, and any good for meditation, and you know, f- and you know, providing calmness in in and especially in today's um, fast society, yeah, um, things move quick, and you've got to move along with it. And as time, and especially as you know, we, as we were just discussed, we're getting busier and busier in our lives. And when you start getting busy and busy, you find time. Uh, you forget to relax, and relaxing is a huge part of it. So I always make sure that I have my downtime once a day. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it's it's that moment for myself. And um, at the moment, sure, I spend it with watching Netflix. It might not be the most um, ex uh, like you know um, best usage of energy, but I go to the gym, I do all that sort of thing. But that Netflix moment. That one hour I spend is my happy downtime, mm-hmm. and it's it's not because I'm being happy by it. It's because I'm taking a break from it and I'm driving. What I find happy is the things that I do in every day. I love yep. the job I do. Yep. I love yep. the people I see. You know, it, it's just I'm surrounded by um, you know, that's the seeking happiness. But not seeking happiness to find, you know, what I am happy about or to to search for that. I know what I like, what I enjoy. Yeah, definitely. But I think uh, one, I think interesting aspect, like also the article, then approach was like this, you know, like um, doing things actually together with friends, Mm. you know, like as a collective, you know, like I think that just being with people um, and spending quality time with them. Is already like adds so much value to your well being, or just at least like yeah. care, that you care about the person, you know, um, yeah, caring for true. each yeah. other. You know, it's like it's it's already like adds so much value to you and to your life because you start thinking about others rather than yourself. Exactly, exactly, and then yeah. just just be there for other people uh, or do stuff with other people. Just like instead of maybe buying the next yoga class or mindfulness, call a friend or some people, sit down together, have a drink together. And just laugh and have a good time. This but probably adds more. That, uh, yeah. Well, so go on. Yeah. I think this adds more to your happiness that, uh, than if you say, like, I need to go to yoga to be happy, you know? Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. But the problem I'm finding lately is that everyone is busy. People are, and I don't know if it's because, um, you know, I'm turning 34 and, um, you know, most of my friends are in Perth or overseas uh, back in Germany or now in Finland, obviously. Um, and in Melbourne, where I've only just, you know, moved last year, um, the group of friends that I have, um, you know, being in my thirties, it's hard to, you know, meet new people. And, and so there's been studies and, um, shown that the older you get, the less friends you have. Mm-hmm. So people drop friends over time. It's, yeah, um, yeah. you know, 
especially once um you know like once you start you get married or you have kids or you have you get your job or any you know, sort of these pillar points of society that's when you along with every event you lose a couple of friends and um my events were moving country obviously oh definitely um, definitely you know so and that's hard but i mean and i, I do admit that you know like you know, you know, like I said, I love my friends. Like, you know, they may be in all different places of the world, but I still keep in touch. And, you know, this, like for you, like me, this podcast, even though you're saying that you can't have time for me every week, you know, only once a month, <laughs> um, it's a, our way, you know, it's our way to connect. And, um, you know, you do, you do it in certain things. So I kind of, at some point, I agree that the stronger our relationships with others, the happier we are, as this article states. However, I don't disagree that um, it has to be physical time with them. As long as oh, you're no, looking, no, you're yeah, thinking of, of others, right? Yeah, of course, it, definitely. Like if you're, oh, but I mean, being like we human beings, we're social human beings. We want to be like um, in the same, like when we interact, we want to be in the same room. You know, that's, yeah. that's just in ourselves. Oh, it's like, easier. It's, it's a lot it's easier. easier yeah. Like. You connect, you can see the expressions on their face, you know, like uh, just being mm. physically together is such, it's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the tough thing because, you know, technology is allowing us to become more remote, yep. right? And more and more as technology and, and sort of, especially um, travel, um, like costs and things like that, airplane costs go down and the airplanes get quicker um, or whatever the new air sort of transportation methods get quicker. Um, then you will start finding that more and more people live in remotely. Yeah. So more and more society will get more detached. So it will rely on technology more. And now I think back in when we were growing up, we, you know, grew up without as much technology as what we, you know, that people have nowadays. Yeah. Um, and especially with social media and new ways of connecting, is that what negative impact do you think that could have? Because mm. they have so many positives, right? Say again, sorry. But yeah, like moving away, like oh, be, you know, become more remotely. We have so many neg- like positives by like driving, you know, the economy and but I mean, um, like jobs look, and of course, know. like I mean, uh, I I know what you're talking about. Like I I left Austria five years ago, basically, and um, like. You just lose, like, if you hop to another country, like, exciting jobs, stuff, all like that. But mm. you have to be aware of, on the way, uh, you lose your um, close circle of friends in your home country. But on the other side, you always create new, you meet new people, you know? Right. You have to be yeah. open to this. Yeah. And um, so what, I, what I'm, what i what I've realized, I'm quite happy to have, like, a small circle of good friends all over the world. And of course, in other people, will, if I see them, I would be happy to see them. You know. Mm. But what 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 happens when technology be- drives us even more remote? Now, at the moment, we're in the cities because that's where the jobs that, are. Think, yeah, but I don't think this will happen. Look, um, you know, like the caveman principle. We, we, you know, like it basically says, like you know, put a, a human being from hundred thousand years ago in a suit, and he has exact same needs. Because what happened, you know, why we have introduced technology, we thought like we won't have meetings anymore in business and companies. We still have face-to-face meetings because we prefer it than just uh, having a chat or a Skype. And uh, same with um, the paperless office. We thought like the technology will remove the paper. Quite the contrary, we still use paper because we want want something physical. And but um, less. 
but less, less and, and definitely like but the thing is I mean, like, but look at slack look at slack and slack is breaking um communication boundaries um but like mentally by you know taking away that face-to-face need and allowing um you know um companies to be total uh totally well no no of like, course like, like internet based i don't say like um uh like slack for example like stuff like this it helps a lot to communicate much faster and get things done but we still it won't disappear that we uh, want to have the need to meet the people in person and you know like to brainstorm and talk about stuff yeah but what about when vr comes around like like properly and you can start yeah, of course, having man. i mean VR it's of radio player one you know like we're just <laughs> uh in your vr thing i, I don't know I, i'm still yeah. I, I still doubt it that this will um completely vanish the need for face-to-face meetings i think it will be yeah. both you know I mean, Ready Player One, you saw, like, you know, everyone was so remote and on their own and they had never met each other, you know? Yeah, but and... again, like, we also thought, like, when Skype or, like, online conferences came out that we, all the face-to-face meetings will vanish. Didn't happen. And I think, but I don't more, see... I, th- I, think, I think less face-to-face meetings happened, right? But it's still very important. Like, people, when they're yeah. about important decisions, you meet face-to-face. Always. But is it because it's important or because there's no um, tool yet, no technology? No, I think yet because like, you, it it's just the need that about important decisions, like you want to have like this person in front of you where you can read his face and you have like this um, uh, feeling of being together in the same room and like, this energy yeah, but, that flows between two people when you talk with people. But then think about the other counterpoint to that in the sense that face-to-face meetings are costly. You know, travel time, um, you know, time away from certain things. You can't multitask. You're dedicating that focused area. So it's a real costly thing for a business to do face-to-face meetings. Yeah, of course. So, uh, if you see it from, yeah. cost, from a cost perspective, uh, everything um, speaks in, in favor of technology and, and removing face-to-face meetings. But mm. I still, I'm very confident that it will always be the need. Of face-to-face I hope meetings. so. No, I think I'm very I hope confident. so, you know. See, because I'm kind of less us, you know? so. Mm. I'm less so because I know, I can see that more, um, you know, it, if there's a cost savings, that's where people will take it. And if there's a way that, you know, I reckon VR is going to be that key um, because that's going to allow you to communicate naturally. Because at the moment, it's a very in, unnatural way, method of communicating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're typing or you're doing um, video chat and you're not able to share and deliver information easily. You have to use yeah. menus and things like that. But VR will allow you to use to communicate to other people naturally using natural imp- um, you know, human movement. And when that comes around in a, in, in a not, I'm not saying obviously day one, but give it 10, 15 years, there's a good chance that majority of companies will be totally virtual. Could be, but still, I would say why we are not AR. <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, maybe I don't AR, know. AR, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, AR, AR is probably even better, you know. But even you know, so, like, the case points, right? You know, definitely. But uh, yeah, I will coexist. That's mm. my prediction, as always. Like because we thought, like with online communication, online conference tools, we face-to-face meetings will vanish. No, it didn't happen at all. Yeah. Uh, we still meet, we have still meetings, uh, same will happen with AR and VR. Both will coexist. And I think actually it's, it's like, I think it's actually a good example case of what we were just saying at the start of this episode and why we're moving to a monthly format. This time zone is going to be the biggest effect on oh, in the future. 
Because yeah. that's something that technology can never change. Well, at least as far as I know. Um, you're still going to have limitations. So that's where face-to-face meetings, like in person, you don't have these time difference issues. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, you remember when we started the podcast, it's like, uh, in the case, you know, we, we lived in the same city, it would be so much easier and so much cooler just to come over mm. to your or my place. We have a drink. We talk about it. Uh, just being yeah, physically exactly. in the same room as well. Um, yeah. Because if I had yeah, to no, choose, I if, I, if I live, you know, in a city with you, if a choice between let's do it online or come to your place, I would always come to your place. That's yeah, of course, same, you know, like, and, and I think that's a given. Exactly. Because, but it's also that we are friends and, you know, we're not also, you know, like with the difference with the work, in a work situation, it's all about the business and the topic and discussion at hand. So that's where, you know, like, I think they all. This you can never take away face to face, and I think no, no, definitely. Um, not. I think it will coexist as always. I think uh, we should yeah, never yeah. think about this normative thinking that either this or that. It's, I think either this and you know both can coexist yeah. and support each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, talking about coexisting, um, my next story is about Google's new phone. Um, so Google just released a, um, well announced, I don't know if they've released it. Um, I know they have, um, they've released a new phone and you may say, oh wait, Google has their phone always, right? Um, no, they've never really manually actually branded entire phone from hardware to software entirely. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, this is going to be the first phone ever to go head-to-head with Apple's iPhone properly. So Samsung is never going to be head-to-head because they don't make the software. And then, you know, unless they bring out their own software, um, which, you know, is a huge risk for them, mm-hmm. they can't create a, an experience f- uh, where software and hardware are, are, um, are mutually developed together. So Google's now realizing that, you know, and can actually do that. And... Um, um, they're using HTC to deliver it, so HTC um, helped them deliver this Pixel. Yep. The problem is, well, and there's no problem. Firstly, actually, I don't know why I'm saying problem. It's fucking amazing. This Pixel, have you seen pictures of it? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Well, you keep it's it up. Like, yeah. Like, it's an iPhone, <laughs> right? But it is brilliant. It's got great software enhancements. Um, and they, there's rumors going along that Google's trying to kill Android. Really? So they, yeah. So they will drop Android and, um, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, basically they're going to create a new one. Um, and it was well, nicknamed, F- um, Fuchsia, like the color. Um, really? so pink, yeah, yeah, it's, it's their new operating system. So, um, there's a, so they really want to bring it on with Apple having like this hardware and software ecosystem. Yeah. I think, I think they're trying to, I don't know if they're going to, what at the moment Fuchsia is open source as well. So, mm-hmm. um, it's on GitHub and so on. Um, but there's nothing really, you know, there's nothing there. It's just, um, it's, it's, you know, what they say is, um, it's a fresh start for Google, um, and it's using it's not using Linux, um, but it's using something else. So it's like not. I mean, at the moment, Mac and um, iPhone and everything is based off Linux. Um, so 
the idea is to unify um, Chrome OS and Android into a single operating system. So that's that's their sort of plan, and I guess it's their first target and and like and and sort of um, attack on not only Microsoft with Windows but also um, Apple. So if they can create, well, but I a think proper... it's like um, they kind of like also uh, how do you say attacking all the Android manufacturers like Samsung, yeah, exactly, HTC, exactly, everyone. So, I mean, the Google Pixel phone goes head-to-head with all Android manufacturers. Definitely. So not only do they get a, um, take a cut from Android, um, from in terms, so they get, the, um, Google makes money from Android. They, it's obviously open source and anyone can use Android on their device without paying app on Google. Yeah. But Google gets data. So they make money off, um, you know, Google search and so on and bundlings and apps and, um, into the Android, um, you know, baked into the, to that sort of, um, device. So that's how they get it. So they're just kind of like, you know, distributing market share. But now they're actually, um, released a, this phone, the Pixel, which, um, you know, they've released a, there was a laptop, Pixel laptop as well. Um, yep. this is the Pixel phone. So, um, the Pixel laptop was going up against the MacBook Pro. So mm-hmm. it was, um, also had an aluminum body and, um, aluminum unibody and it's really very similar to the MacBook Pro. The same that this Pixel phone is very, very similar to, um, the iPhone 6. And, but it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's the first time that I actually even look at something and go, I could totally switch. Okay, well, I mean, I'm curious about Google's, if they have a new operating system. I'm curious uh, how it is. Well, firstly, before we go on to that, um, would you, have you, so based on what you can see about the Pixel now, would you switch to this phone if you ever did? Like, is there something, are you, like, mean that you've kind of lost trust and faith in Apple? I'm not sure yet, man. I really, first thing, it looks nice. I guess yeah. I don't really like the glossy part in the back. <laughs> oh, really? I lo- uh, I, I think th- I like that blue one. Looks awesome. Um, the thing yeah, is, I need to I need to I need to see it first. I don't know. And also, like, it's still Android, and I hate Android. Yeah, but actually, Android nowadays. I don't know why I'm defending it, but it's actually fucking amazing. So, this version of Android, which I don't know if they're going to, I think what's going to happen is, and they're going to support this newer one, and then. You know, like at the open source Android will have like limited features. So they, I reckon Google's going to like, yeah, focus on releasing only things for the Pixel phone, like Apple. Um, so g- this Google Pixel Android version has, um, Google's, um, new Siri competitor. Um, and it's amazing. So you can like, okay. you can use it and it was, you can say, show me pictures of cats in a hat with a hat and it will, it will search. And instantly bring up in within the same thing, not taking you to another screen or having to click on another um, another link. Yeah, yeah. Right in in this in the same interface, it will show you all the images of cats with hats. Well, then you can say, okay, now show me um, out of those pictures which ones have a blue hat, and it knows and it will filter it down because it will look for p- cats with hats with cats with blue hats. So it knows contextual mapping between what you're saying. So Siri is very one-to-one. This is actually like a proper AI engine. Um, and it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. So 
And I mean, I love Google. I think Google Gmail is great and YouTube is amazing. And obviously Google is just fucking brilliant and Google Maps. Um, it's just that a- Apple can't do software <laughs> at all. Like the iOS <laughs> is, have, have you upgraded to iOS 10 yet? Yeah. yeah. I'm, what do you okay. think about it? It's okay. I don't know. <laughs> you, do you find that it's cluttered as well? Yeah, a bit. It's like, um, it fits, feels like it doesn't fit quite to the rest of the iOS. Yeah. But like I try to do something, but haven't just redesigned the whole thing, just bits and pieces, mm. bits and pieces, you know. And have you seen any messages? We've all oh, yeah, that, oh, the, the message that looks horrible. And, the message yeah. is like looks horrible. Like what the fuck? It's and the, ridiculous. And the, yeah. and the emojis as well. They look a bit weird. Yeah, the emojis are weird. Um, I don't know. Just everything about it is just. It's cluttered. It's so it's totally not what I liked about iPhone in the start. It was iPhone was simple and easy to use. Um, iOS 10 makes it difficult to use, or more okay. difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know, whereas Android's gone opposite. Android's simplifying everything, and um, you know, like it's it's seen it's quite clean, which is quite nice. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. it's taken a lot from iPhone, um, and. I mean, I won't obviously switch now. I've got, I like my iPhone SE. I, I, I love that phone. And, um, but I could see myself switching. Yeah, sure, man. I, I, I would, I would take a look, definitely. Um, this, yeah. But I'm very curious about what you said, like the Google iOS. The, the Google iOS, um, yeah, like, so, yeah, let's see. Like, if this is like, if they can manage to have like one hardware, one software, and one ecosystem, I like it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's, um, I don't know, like, it's one of those things that if they can do it well and they can have that one device, um, then the one operating system that scales down from desktop to mobile, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where you have one profile, what better way? Like, everyone has a Google account, really, right? Definitely. And, um, you know, like it kind of. I I love Google Chrome. Like I think they've done. A oh yeah, Chrome thing. is best browser ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, as much as I before, I didn't like what Google was because it was all in one. Like it was. It's, it's kind of hard to break away from it. But um, I mean, shit. You just you can't. Privacy is the thing of the past. <laughs> there's no such thing anymore. Even if you try to no, hide it's not. from it, it's not. Know. Like there's still, you have to be honest to yourself. Just <laughs> there's no such. As I said, there's not such thing as privacy. Yeah, exactly. It's your like, data is everywhere. As soon as you log into Facebook, your Google account, as soon as you use your phone, like it's everywhere. Yeah, but you know, you just, I guess you just have to be smart on what you upload, right? Of but, course, it's just like about about you, and you know. Fuck, I don't care. Like, if they use my data, I don't have anything to hide. <laughs> Give a shit, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I I, mean, that's why I think, I don't know, I just want something that will work easily and make my life simpler, um, yeah. not make it more complicated to interact with. And uh, I think, you know, like AI for me is where I, like, I'm totally going for, and that's why this Google Pixel looks really cool, because if AI can be quite smart i can get all the information i want to know by just asking it mm-hmm. even typing typing or i'm um, speaking you know and i can't do that with siri yeah and, and that's where yeah siri is useless in my opinion <laughs> oh, I, I, 
I, the only thing I use it for is to ask Siri what song is playing, and it has Shazam built built in, and I don't need yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. So good. I use that like quite often. Um, I mean, I could just get Shazam, but fuck it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, All we'll right, see mate. what happens with it. But um, it was a short episode. But, but it was number 10. <laughs> short but sweet. Yeah, short it was number but 10. Sweet. So, yeah. So, yeah. Hey. You know, what can, what can I say? <laughs> there was episode number 10. And the next time, next episode will come in three to four weeks or something. But, um, well, yeah. I think it's just for us, you know, like we never, like we just, for us, it's just a, a thing to connect and we experiment with the podcast. So yeah, exactly. we're quite flexible with anything, everything. And we don't take it too seriously that we have to feel bad about stuff, but we still, no, appreciate, we still, but we still appreciate every listener and it's well, really cool. I, I, I appreciate the listeners maybe a little bit more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have drinking and shared, uh, and had drinks with every single one on every single episode. And I have been, I don't it's know, just simply you're, amazing. You're, you're just, you're just an alcoholic here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for you had a reason to drink. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's all for futures. It's all for futures. Of course, so like, of course. It's all for them. <laughs> but um, if you guys want, like I said, if you're at the start of the episode, if you want to um, find out new episodes or, or, um, or know when they release, you can either do it manually and go to futures.co. Um, and obviously, that was will be the first place that anything ever goes up. However, simply subscribe on iTunes or um, or somehow use your Android um, podcast um, player that you have and and subscribe to the RSS yep. link that we got on the site. Um, that's another way. Or you can um, there's um, apps like Stitcher and um, Podcast.com and all sorts of things. We're on those as well, um, so there should be should be a way for you guys to do it. Um, so if you love us, we love you. If you don't, we, love we you. hate we hate you. No, we we love we love you even more if you don't love us. You can no, you well, can't get no, no 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 you can't get rid of us of our love. No, I I, I hate you guys. Like seriously, no, no, I'm playing, I'm playing. Of course, I always love, always love. Hey, thank see you. See you in October. See you in October, and, guys. Yeah, thanks and. And I love you so like, deeply. <laughs> Big hugs and future love <laughs> to everyone. Have a, have, a, have a wonderful week, guys. Central Park Info. Not the